I know that, that's live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a discussion about Tom's chest hair. I am your host, <laughs> JC, <laughs> here with these three nerds. Obviously, this is two nerds, one quest. Math is hard. Uh, we are having a good laugh this morning, and that man that uh, was just flashing his nipples to Twitch is one Tom M. Norman. Actually, that's a badass tattoo, dude. That was awesome. Thank you, thank you. Off the off the post that summer, yeah, I uh, yeah, I have half my chest hair shaved off and half. Post of my... the picture you sent us. It was, it was a great look of your nipple too. Yeah, I need to crop that out. No, nobody needs to see mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. As long as it's that was half the fun of the picture. Oh well. I mean, it's great artwork, but yeah. did you did you sit there for like twenty minutes trying to flick it? <laughs> not not an interactive <laughs> picture. Not an interactive yeah. picture. I wouldn't say flick it. Fair enough. <laughs> that man in that Houston Astros shirt is one Ryan Crixus Kukta. They you need your that? energy. Let's go. That was uh wasn't that one of the topics from the game last night was World Series teams. <laughs> Someone said that. We never actually did that. I'm like, oh that's evil. Yeah, they come up, but I think we could have we could have rolled that for about twenty turns. Actually, it might, yeah, like if you go back and you start thinking about it and all the different World Series, I mean, everyone's going to say Boston and New York and San Francisco and LA and all that, but it'd be good. And last but not least, the man with the limerick, the lore master, the lazy dragon, one Jeff Jacob Williams. Good morning. You know, the, the back of your head is now permanently etched in my memories, John, so. I'm glad my daughter washed it off the back of my head last night and it came off well. well so I'm good. glad it's not permanently etched in the back of my mind. <laughs> literally i'm not gonna lie that's a really interesting statement to make the back of your yeah. head is now etched in my memory i'm i'm having a morning like uh, the rest wow. of these guys what kind of party did you guys have last night <laughs> yes did you post the pictures on discord tom we, we probably are... should just just to alleviate any um well i was playing with your nipple earlier um uh, anyway it was a Halloween party. There were costumes. It was. It was there were costumes. It you was know. Fun. Anyway. Ooh, what do we, we do on this podcast? We uh, play Dungeons and Dragons. We yeah, play yeah, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. <laughs> the old page out of Travis's book. So uh, I didn't, due to busyness, get to do a uh, uh, watch the show back, but I will recap based on my notes. And I did write a limerick this morning. So we were trying know. to write one last night at the party. It was not going well. <laughs> so we, uh, the last two sessions have been pretty much uh, all combat and comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Oral and the dragon had merged, and we were fighting them both. Um, a lot of misses by Tika and the eagles. They were still blind. Um, some misty steps going on. Uh, guiding bolts were missing. Spiritual weapons probably did the most damage uh, during the show. Or during last last episode, uh, we were able, and I think Doug got the last hit on the dragon, and now Oral is back to a glowing sphere. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Ellie is down. Down. She I just that's the cliffhanger. She got um, a ray of right. frost, and boom, she's down, and it and, is Jacob's turn, and and, and from a, uh, a a DM knowledge perspective. Uh, we were told that we've set, dealt about 297 points of damage so far. 
and uh, it's, she's still going. So uh, you're damn close. Um, oh, that so, is well. Uh, uh, JC Cooch and I weren't thinking when we spent Saturday night uh, drinking. So it's good to know out here running the show is Norm and his brand new inking. Hey, how about that? And that works. <laughs> and that's what you get for a morning after Limerick. I like that. I like morning. that a lot. I gotta get some more body work done. Yeah, you do. Or, yeah. I get my arm, my shoulder, my shoulder redone. This shoulder I really want to have redone, and then this one definitely needs to be touched up. But I would like to get down to and maybe do a sleeve. I never see you without your shirt on, John. Yeah. So I don't know what you got going on up there. They're all right. They're it's cool. a bunch of naked ladies. No, that's Mel. <laughs> she she got a naked fairy on her shoulder back here. <laughs> all right. So, there was a, um, there was a, what was it? It was a polar ray that hit Eliana, knocking her to the ground. She collapsed next to you, Doug. Um, Jacob, it is your turn. All right. Since, uh, based on the map, uh, Ellie would have been behind me. I may not have noticed that she went down. Uh, I'm kind of in the fray, so I'm going to keep going. I can't remember. I know I was using the Dragon Slayer Longsword, and I can't remember if you I switched it. out. I you did. switched okay. out. You did drop it. Okay, so I'm, I I see I have two swings last round, so that must have been the rapier. Yep. So let's uh, let's keep that up. Makes sense to me. Even if it isn't perfect, it's good. And... Come on, we need some hits here. Yes, you do. Dirty 20. Ooh, yeah, that hits. That is a hit. This is magical piercing of uh, nine. Nine? Oh, it's so nice to have the keyboard that's in front of me operating the, <laughs> the combat tracker. Oh, that's so good. Uh, and second attack. Sorry about noise. Second attack, it would be a 14 to hit. 14 is going to miss. All right. And then, uh, since I don't have eagles anymore, and I think Tika's not blind now, Tika will... Still frost, though, and that's a bigger problem for you. Yeah. So maybe some of this, maybe the teeth damage will get through. So, yes, bonus action to have Tika attack. Okay. Or, or not. Uh, natural First one. She, she tried. She tried. She bit at like a little chunk of like there's like these little ice things that kind of come off of her that are floating around her, you know, like like star lines or whatever when you see a star. These little chunks of bits of ice kind of cir circling around this white-ish blue aura orb. And Tika thought she got, got her good, but actually literally just took a little chunk of ice that was floating around kind of orbiting her. Is that completely <laughs> <laughs> Quit playing. Quit playing uh, yeah, with the icicles. <laughs> yeah, that's it for me. You poke your eye out. <laughs> All right, Doug. It is your turn, sir. All right. Well, clearly I have to help Ellie. So I am going clearly. to. What's that? I said clearly. <laughs> clearly. So I'm going to, uh, if this is allowable, kneel down as my 
action and bonus action, I'm going to kneel down next to Ellie, pull out my last potion of healing from my back pack. The side pocket that you keep it so it's handy, right? Wink, wink. You're going to take your whole turn. You're going to spend your whole turn to minister a potion of healing. Well, yes. I'm not sure what I'm allowed to do, so I'm, I want to well, give her. The, I want to give her the potion of healing. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. You retrieve it, kneeling to move. I what I will do is I will give you like half your movement if you want it. Okay. Beyond administering the potion, uh, you want to roll that potion out for. Yep, it is a greater potion of healing. Oh, she's not. I need Ellie's stats up here. Do not have Ellie's character sheet up. I knew I was forgetting something. 4d4 four four plus 4. So she's going to get uh, 14 healings. Yay! She's alive! <laughs> she opens her eyes a little bit just weirdly and is like, Oh, hell. <laughs> Not like me this morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you would you like to move at all? Uh no, I'm going to actually stand where I'm at. Stand where you're at? Okay. Stand um, Pat where you're at. And then do I still have my bonus action? No, that would be your bonus okay. action and your action to administer the potion. That's what I thought. Okay. And half your movement to kneel and get back up. Can, can I use my the other half of my movement to help her stand? <laughs> like, because I'm kneeling next to her. If I stand, I pull her. Uh, you, you can make a dexterity check to do it. Sure. Because she's still a little weak on her feet. I will, I will allow this. This is a fun thing. Um, she's going to make one too. Uh, 15. 15. Uh, what does she got? 15, yeah. Almost like in unison. Like it doesn't even look like... Like, like an action you, movie. Yeah, you thought it would have been like difficult or whatever, but you just, as you're down there, you just hook like right behind her arm on her armor and just hoist her to her feet and like... She puts feet down and she's ready. Awesome. I like that. All right, Crixus, we rolled to you, buddy. All right, Crixus um, was, he had his back turned, making sure Ellie is okay. Um, and uh, kind of a tear comes to his eyes. He realizes that uh, Doug, Jacob, they've all come together here um, to fight for 10 towns. And uh, Ellie is really everything that's good about 10 towns everything that's great about this area and so um he's gonna try to put all his heart and soul into a level five guiding bolts Ooh, get after it and i hope he doesn't miss he misses this crixus might start questioning his faith <laughs> <laughs> 18 to hit just misses the AC is 19. Damn. It, you shear away a fair amount of the icicles hanging and like rotating around like all of a sudden just one half of that 
cloud that kind of is orbiting or just vaporizing <laughs> as the, the guiding pole goes past. So then Crixus will... Um, He's got a spiritual so weapon still. I will... Yeah, Crixus will fall back and just basically stand between the orb and Ellie. All right. And then uh, he'll have the spiritual weapon do some work here. All right. That's a good one. 25 to hit. That does hit. Hell yes, it does. And uh, that whip cracks right at the uh, the orb. For 14 damage. 14 damages. This is magical damages of the slashing variety, correct? Um, Force damage. Force damage. Uh, I need to look at things. Yeah, um, force damage. Oh, oh, nope, that isn't the one, but 14 damage, just 14 damage. As you whip crack this thing and it, and it's getting, it seems to be getting smaller. <laughs> Each little thing that happens here, this, the brightness and the size of Oral's form is reduced. Uh, right, is there anything then, else you yeah. got? Yeah, then I have that that silly little uh, nightmare. Oh yeah, that still nightmare hanging around. But um, and hanging around. He rolled it. We, was part of the plan to put the nightmare on, or that put Oral on the nightmare and send it to another dimension? And send her to hell. <laughs> I mean, could, but the nightmare has to want to leave, so. Yeah, twenty one um, does hit. By the way, no, no, twenty one is. Oh, twenty one to sure that it listens. Yeah, okay. He listens. I didn't see what dice were rolled. I just saw the result. But it is, it is a good roll. And I'm sorry, I didn't prep by uh, bringing up the nightmare. That's all good. I'm, I'm looking through Ellie's spells to see what she has right now. Cool. But it is. She probably heal herself. Yeah. Twenty four to hit. Oh yeah, twenty-four does absolutely hit. And then two D eight plus two D six. Seems good. Alright, so bludgeoning damage of thirteen and fire damage of twelve. Bludgeoning and fire. Thirteen and twelve? Does That's not um, what am I thinking? Oh, no, 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 it does the full damage. I mean, 12 is 25. I'm like trying to do math in my head. Math is hard. Yeah, that completes your turn, right? Crixus, yeah, the nightmare is just gonna kind of slide over a little bit, right. um, to kind of block off a path. Eliana brushes herself off for half a second and is going to drop a cure wounds on herself as she does so. Um, and cures 20 hit points to herself, which is she takes a deep breath and kind of sighs in 
relief. Um, she is going to step back away from it a little bit and try and keep some things between between her. You guys stepped into that space, so she's going to honor your decision to sacrifice yourself ahead of her. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, fools. Um, I need everyone within 10 feet of Oral to take 10 points of cold damage because it is the start of her turn. So that is Jacob, Tika, and the Nightmare. Then she is going to who is there? Who is hitting who's fucking shit up? Oh Jacob. Sounds right. Yeah. You're gonna get some uh polar rays. I'm good on it. Uh nineteen hit you? Hey, here's yes. a question. I'm sorry, John. Here's a question. Yeah. With the searing... Oh, never mind. Forget it, because I was down. Yep. Uh, that first polar ray is 17 points of cold damage. All right. Halved. Second is polar ray eight. is another 18 to hit. That hits. Armor class right. 17. And that one's 14 points of cold damage. Okay. <clears throat> and she... I love characters with resistance. You frustrate me that way. <laughs> it certainly helps. <laughs> fucking barbarian with 200 hit points raging all the time. And can turn into animals with yeah. doubles their hit points too. Yeah, it was like awesome. honestly, you made a really great tank in that campaign. Um, not even on purpose at first; it just kind of happened. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how to play D and D. Is this good? Oh hell! All right, we'll see where that goes. Um, all right. That is going to move us then, speaking of Jacob, back to Jacob. All right. Uh, I think just keep doing more of the same. Because nothing else... Nothing else he has is very helpful. So swing in the rapier. Oh, okay. First one is a uh, ten. Bad misses. That last little roll to the next number thing mm -hmm. is getting me. I hate that. All right, takes over one. So no, I don't even think. How big is the uh, bardic inspiration die? I still have from round one of this battle, and I counted rounds, so it's still active. E six. Okay, I'm going to use it, because uh, I don't know when else I'm going to use it or need it. Uh, so I would like to add the Bardic Inspiration to this. And I know it's got to be like a 5 or a 6 for it to work. 
That's a six. So a tw dirty 20. Hits. Yay. And that's eight points of, uh, I think, piercing. Magical piercing damage? Mag magical piercing damage. You've heard Crixus's stories many, many times, and he's inspired you in many, many, many ways. With the inspiration of these stories in your mind and this journey you've gone on with these two, would you like to describe how oral shatters? as you pierce nice. yeah after uh miss after all the misses in the last rounds he just kind of centers that focus pulls the words of crixus and the rest of the team and just kind of straight shots i know it's slashing damage but or no it is piercing damage so yeah straight shot right to the heart of the crystal looking for a crack to wedge it in straight through you find that crack and just pierce the light and find the solid part that's in there and she shatters into a million points of light and snowflakes that fill what remains of this cavern and slowly settles And you think it's over. You've done research on this. You know she will be back eventually. She's a god. Are like we... solstice or whenever it would happen. Um, but you don't think she's going to threaten the world the way she did now. Um, you all take a deep breath as you realize that it's over you've done what you wanted to do you've rid the world of the curse of oral you've put her back in her place for some amount of time and guaranteed that she may not step out of line again for a good long time we are out of combat is there anything you'd like to say to each other Doug is gonna look around and say, "Is every is everybody okay? Does everybody have their wits about them? How are we feeling?" Rixus goes down to a knee and just says, uh, "I'm fine. Check on Eliana." <clears throat> Doug will. She walk. She walks over to you, hearing her name. Puts her hand on your shoulder. Crixus, I'm okay. I'm good. We did it. And she turns and looks at Jacob and um, Doug and is like, thank you guys. Thank you for continuing what I feel like we start what, what Aaron on and I started. And there you can see a tear in her eye as she mentions Aaron's name. Uh, uh, and she wipes it, wipes that really quick. And uh, Doug will say he'll put a hand on Ellie's shoulder and say, "Doug can now read." Or Doug, Aaron Doug can read. Hit Doug read good. Aaron can now rest in peace. He has 
We have taken up his his mission, whether he believed it or not. And we have fulfilled it for him and you. Well, she looks up at the sky. And you can see the, the it's a, there's a bright blue sky through an opening above you. In the city, the whole city's like exposed. Um, make a perception check. Well, it'll be as you, you're kind of looking around in this moment. Pixis has his head down. Fair. 13. 15. And Jacob, as you're looking around, you notice the, the cave you came in, the, the tunnel you came in on, is completely collapsed. Mm. Ellie sees this as well. Um... You guys wanna rest here? Yeah. Uh, I have. Well, if we want to do it safely, because I just don't know what's gonna happen. I have uh, a scroll for creating a hut. That'd be a good idea. Keep us warm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that protects us as well. Cast a spell or a scroll. Okay, uh, spell scroll bears the words of a single spell written in a mystical cipher. If the spell is on your class of spell. Uh, casting the spell by reading the scroll requires a spell. You're you can good. Cast okay. You're good. You can cast it. We know what it is. It's Lehman's tiny hut. Like a 10 foot. You're familiar with it. You've seen 10 it. foot diameter? Sphere? How big is the sphere? That's what I need to know. That, so it's I'm either a ten at, radius or a twenty radius. But... Yeah, it's it's big enough to fit the. I think it holds up to like seven people or something, right? Yeah, seven or eight. So you cast the sphere, and no one you allow the people in that you allow in, and you guys get a long rest. If you would like to take a long rest, you can <laughs> uh, take a long rest. Yes, please. <laughs> um, before we Actually, take a long rest. Can uh, Crixus chat with Doug to go check on Valine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, we think she made a sacrifice. Yes, I will go and, and find her. Um, I'm going to take flight and go okay. across the, the chasm to Valine's body. What remains of it? It is a charred and burnt husk with a giant stone orb laying on the lower half of her body crushing her legs um this is all before you cast the hut so yeah yeah does, does she does she resemble anakin skywalker no she resembles aunt, aunt owen and uncle owen and Amber. <laughs> aunt owen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, still but in the no, Skywalker those, family, those, but just the, those, just the wrong one. Do you know why Ray can't be a Skywalker? I heard this the other day, and it's perfect. Ray cannot be a Skywalker. She has both her hands. No self-respecting Skywalker has both their hands. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, she's a charred husk of a skeleton. I, I'm going to 
Is is there anything to actually take? Like you said, there's an orb. Uh, no, oh. that's the that's the Mithilar orb that she was using that had a crack in it that she was using to try and control the city. That's oh. like twenty feet in diameter and stone and very very heavy oh. and broken, honestly. <laughs> so li there's literally nothing left to take back. There, yeah, she's got nothing on her. Whatever was there was torched in the fireball. <laughs> uh, Doug will say a little prayer over the ashes and say, say I, hope, you. I hope you are at peace. Uh, we do not hold you responsible. Mm -hmm. A forgiving Valene. Cool. With you fly that, back to the group I'll then? fly back and then cast the hut. Um, well, you get the scroll out and you, cause you mentioned the hut and you get the scroll and as you're unrolling it, Eliana puts her hand on you and says, hang on a minute. I got a, I got a better idea. She reaches and she's fumbling around in her bag and she pulls out a stone and she kind of holds it up. To, to try yes, to lighten all... the mood, Doug will say, I don't think we can all fit in that. No, <laughs> it, we'll, we'll fit in something better. Uh, Omen. Yeah, we're good. Good. Bring it in. And over the edge of the opening, this huge opening, comes a battle blimp. With the Acquisitions Incorporated logo emblazoned on the side. And it slowly lowers itself into the city landing. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, I suppose they are a deep, big, bad, evil corporation. They're not really evil. No, that would be Drawn Industries, but um, on board, there are several um, people. Uh, you see a bald man uh, in cleric's armor. Uh, there is also what looks to be a wizard in a long purple robe um, and several several uh like automatons that are about dwarven size that have a um what looks to be a cask inside them and a little spigot where a belly button would be um walking around on the deck of the ship like a crew you i'm not drinking out of that um there is yeah well there's liquid sloshing around inside them you can see the liquid sloshing around inside them uh, but uh, ropes are thrown down by these automatons and like rope ladders and Ellie said you guys want to start heading home and she she starts climbing the ladder up to the um, top uh, she gets up there as you guys get up there she's talking with Omen and she said whatever you can She's like, whatever you can find here, if you want to go digging, you want to bring a team of automatons here, this stuff is yours for your help. Um, doing what we did was worth it, but we need to talk about that thing. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That franchise, for sure. For sure, we'll talk about that. Um, she said we... She mentions that you guys would hang around for a long rest. 
he's fine to explore whatever and leave when they've done what they wanted to do. So you are aboard the Acquisitions Incorporated Battle Blimp. There are quarters for each of you to rest in. Um, there is magical hot water. There is uh, a gentleman walks up to you and says, this gentleman in the long purple robe, he says, hey, I'm Jim Dark Magic. If you guys need any help. Jim Dark Magic? I'm <laughs> Yeah, I'm Jim Dark Magic. Have you not seen my flyers around, Neverwinter? I am the famous magician. And he, he strikes a pose, and as he does, there's a bunch of doves that fly out from behind his cape. <laughs> and, and making like a big show of it all. Oh, Yeah, like I said, if you need any help, you can talk to Omen. Um, I'm going to go back to my box. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say he must be related to John Woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Dark magic. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, one of the automatons walks up to you and goes, I'm Tipsy 3000. If you would like, I can shore you to your rooms and supply you with some ale. <laughs> he rubs his belly. <sighs> Doug is just going to sigh and say, This pains me, but give me some of that belly rum. Do you have a cup, or are you going to take it like a man? Uh, that is a loaded question. <laughs> I'm just going to... Doug's just going to be... He's so tired that he's just going to lay on his back and open up his mouth. Attaboy! <laughs> and he twists the thing and starts dumping ale in your mouth. <laughs> Eventually closes it when he sees it's going to overflow in your mouth. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'll stand back up. All right, I'm ready for my room. All right, you guys, he leads you to your rooms. Is there anything you would like to do on your travel back to Ten Downs? Sleep. Level up. Talk to Ellie. Talk to Ellie? Yeah. Uh, Doug would also like to be in on that Ellie conversation just because he doesn't know her. Yeah. Eat non-trail ration food. Yeah, non-trail ration food. There's good hot meal. Uh, in the galley, for sure. Doug would also uh, switch back into his his medium plate, uh, as opposed to his flying. Ellie, um, Ellie mentions, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna get cleaned up. We can talk when once, uh, once we're cleaned up and stuff. A good hot bath and some normal clothes." <laughs> she looks down at her frost and scarred armor. Seems reasonable. She meets you uh, in the galley shortly, like an hour later. She's sitting at the table waiting for you guys when you arrive. She's in a, like, warm, like, parka type thing. Uh, looking a little like Princess Leia, you know, the warm layers and Empire Strikes Back type outfit, but medieval. Sitting there drinking a, what, something that's warm. You can see the steam rising off of it. Um, so Crixus is just fidgeting with the warm uh, ring of warmth on his hand, but he's he's asking her how she was able to find us in that nightmare 
of Yathrin. Find you guys? <laughs> well, it's help acquisitions incorporated having their help and it's, it was you it was you Crixus that I could find and I, didn't, I don't know either one of them and I don't know how to describe either one of them but the memories and connection we had was enough that I could give to Jim Dark Magic to locate creature <laughs> we located you so I owe a and, lot to this James Dark Magic, then. Yeah. Well, just remember, it's the third. James Dark Magic the third. Um, don't get him confused with his father. He hates that. Don't we I, I all? never would. Yeah. Doug, uh, I, I'm going to introduce myself actually to her. Okay. Uh, Lady Ellie, thank you for your lady. help. She says lady and looks at Crixus with a big grin. I like <laughs> this guy. <clears throat> I am Myron Blugbeak. Uh, but please call me Doug. That is what my friends call me. And I am ever grateful for your help. My mission was to... And I, and it, you know, I would give her the... Uh, Reader's Digest version of, you know, I knew Aranon, and then I, yeah. you know, and then how I met up with, with the crew and stuff. The fall for Aranon, explain that whole backstory. Uh, she nods because Aranon had mentioned that story. Um, around the fire, she said, Oh, you're the partner. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> like, seriously, had you not taking the fall for him i don't know that any of this happens i don't know that we're here in this moment i don't know if i find him in a forest unconscious by a goblin well it's taken a lot to get to this point yeah it has the past is the past is the past I I have my goals and I have my my mission in life. And I'm glad that my my path has crossed it once again with Aranon to make right and make amends and to assist. You know where the bar is in Ten Downs, right? I the don't Belching Dragon. But I am resourceful. Look for also, the Belching am... Dragon in Ten Downs. Um Find, in Lonelywood. Yep, in Lonelywood. There is, um... There may be opportunities to make money. Like, actually make good money doing very legal, very honorable, noble things. Um, I have been looking for a place to set roots for quite a while, and as of right now, I have nothing taking me away. So until something comes... I, I, I am willing to stay in Lonelywood if, if there is a place that will have me. Don't set your roots down too deeply into Lonelywood right away. I may need help with a future venture. Well, Do you I, like uh, big cities? 
I will go wherever I am needed. That is my mission in life. I, I do not set permanent routes. Hmm. All right. And then at this point, I'll I'll wave my hand for more ale. Okay, you wave your hand for more ale at I'm this point because boy. Jacob hasn't been part of this conversation. Yeah. I'm, no, Jake, you walk in Jacob at this comes, point. Or? Yeah, and and you can see that he's since he's had a chance to get a hot bath and stuff, he's brushed out his uniform and everything else. He's looking like he never went on an adventure. Um, Ellie just, gets up just from the out bed. of the. Ellie gets up from the bench when she sees you and goes walking over to you and gives you a massive hug. She knew you from the Belgian Dragon and uh, the amount of time you spent there. Um, she says, thank you. Um, Doc has kept the house going. It's, it's the bar's amazing. Um, we may be expanding. Um, but I may have a way to get you home. So yeah, I, I definitely, I've, uh, now that this adventure, I mean, this, this was quite the adventure for someone who's just generally an escort. Uh, I definitely, I will need to check in and, and, uh, make my report and, uh, I'll see this definitely has been an interesting place to be. And if I can get a chance to come back here someday, I will, but, uh, I, I do need to go home. Or do need to find a way to go home soon. When we get back to uh, Lonelywood, I'll I'll talk to Jim on the trip. Um, he's okay. uh he's pretty handy with like teleportation stuff and planar stuff, so I think he'll be able to get you back to your homeland. Sounds good. Yeah, I gotta get this uh, armor and uh, this armor back to Doc. Just borrowing it. That's fair enough. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure he'll take it back. I don't know. That is a question you'd have to ask him. <laughs> I've just talked to himself for once. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she comes back to the table, leading Jacob by the arm to the table, and the four of you sitting around the table. And as the two of them sit down... There is a massive tray of, like, a big-ass serving tray with meats and cheeses and bacon. And just, oh, just, yes. Food. Good, <laughs> warm, solid food. And a big colander of, like, stew is brought out and set on the table as well with bowls and plates. And a tray of uh, mugs of ale with a big-ass pitcher of ale as well. All laid in front of you. And you start eating and talking and laughing in relief as the ship is sailing in the sunset and the camera zooms away from the table and out the back window of the ship and watches the ship disappear into the lens flare generated by the sunset. And we are done. Yay! Awesome. Campaign I've ever completed. Yay! Yeah, that's <laughs> a big because I did the horror one too, so that counts. Bravo! That's the first nice. written one I've completed by uh, as far as a campaign. I've done written one shots before, but never a whole written adventure. I mean, this one was an amalgamation of 
a couple bunch of different of ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, the starter, yeah. But doing the starter set because my friend calls me up and says, hey, I want to learn how to play D&D. Can we do a, like a one-on-one D&D thing and we'll stream it and we'll teach people how to play? And I went, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I mean, and and right at the beginning of the pandemic too. So it's like, oh shit, here's something to look forward to every Sunday. And Yeah, that yeah. couldn't have come at a better at a better time, John. That's That worked out really well i mean it's almost like you going hey do you want to do a packers podcast that's what it feel it felt like <laughs> yeah thing is yeah. i think this one will go much much longer i mean what we're already on it'll be three years this march yeah that, that sounds about right mm-hmm. we so. did we did five we didn't go much i, I don't even think we hit 100 episodes in talking we did. 12 six did we hit 100 it was like a hundred and five, hundred and four, hundred and five. We did four seasons. This um, is a this, this is a hundred and four. This is a hundred and four of this campaign plus yeah. plus all the one shots. Yep. Yeah. So we're probably at about a hundred and well twenty. Hundred and twenty. Probably hundred and twenty five, something like Maybe that. Maybe more. So yeah, we've already passed that, but in yeah, this is I mean, this is a evergreen. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Um, so questions do do any of you have questions we have like 45 minutes yet to just yeah, talk no, we... and ramble about the about the adventure and well just so john doesn't throw anything else at us i'm gonna take a long rest <laughs> Go ahead, take, take your long rest yes that i just took like Sally. she's alive she's feeling well would uh would you assume that uh, we level up i mean we don't have yeah. to level up but that we would be you can go ahead and level up if you want to level to 11. Go ahead and level to eleven. Definitely turning the cool thing. uh, I'm obviously taking a level in ranger, and that eleventh level means that uh, Tika gets bigger, and I can finally fly on her. Oh, cool! So that's cool. And then both Drakewards can fly on the Drake. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, level eleven, and then and then also now uh, Jacob and Tika can both breathe uh, or have the. uh, the breath weapon. Oh, fun! Uh, it's like once a day or something. Yeah, once a long rest. All right. Well, let's have let's have a fifteen to twenty minute discussion about the campaign here, and then um, well, well, maybe maybe even a half hour. But I'd like to finish the show with us talking about what we're doing next. Uh, I think we have an idea, somewhat, um, but we'll preview that for everyone too. Something a little familiar. Um, so do you have any questions about the campaign? Anything that went down? or? So God, I forgot about Yukon Cornelius. I forgot <laughs> that that was a thing. Wow. What what would have happened if we would have actually... Because Aranon was about this close to jacking him up. Like what, The jacking? Oh, Yukon Cornelius because he was gold? Like, what yeah. would have oh, happened would, if he would have actually... He would have fought a golem. <laughs> It's a gold golem. Like, had you been threatening to him? Yeah, he would have fought him. Had you killed him, that might have changed, altered the course of this whole damn adventure. <laughs> because that was on the way to Ten Pounds. Wasn't it? Or no, it was it like the first, it was the first the mini ones. quest, I think. Yeah. yeah. I really like the way that the adventure's written. Like, each city's got an issue. Each one of the Ten Towns has had an issue or a like, quest to go handle in each situation and it can be different depending on the towns you go to um 
is really interesting. The whole thing with the Clockwork Dragon was really cool too. The timings of that, having that all laid out, and hey, if they do this or they go here, they can actually go here and cut this off. And like, there was a lot of moving parts to that and how that could turn out, and what you did at each spot versus what actually happens. You kept it from going to Jeff jumping on the back of it, kept it from going <laughs> going and wrecking the rest of the towns. Like you don't do that, and it doesn't. It gets away from you there. I have a feeling you guys would have never caught back up to it, and it would have wrecked the other half of the towns. As it mm. stood, it went through, I think, five of them. So it's fun. Mm. Yes, questions. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, well, I know Crixus has quite a bit of a epilogue. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about him? What he what he goes and does once he get back? And... Well, I mean, he just knows he's headed to Tourmaline mm -hmm. to uh, to kind of offer the ring back to Marta and uh, make sure that the two of them um, are inseparable for the rest of days. So, uh, do you feel she, that that ends with uh, her staying at the inn and you staying there, or her coming adventuring with you? It's a great question. I'm not gonna engage in any of that because I don't know what we're, you know, what that, we do with these characters long term. So, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, like maybe there's an adventure where you play Marta <laughs> at some point, and you're looking for Crixus because he went off on an adventure by himself. That he hasn't come back yet. Who knows? <laughs> Could be something like that. Um, when I would say when you gave her the ring, um, she took it back and put it on and reached behind the bar and brought something up. And it was a little box and placed in front of you. And it was a matching ring <laughs> that she oh, gave back yeah. to you, a, a ring of warmth. Yay, she does like... <laughs> <laughs> Is um, there, is there something that you were one hundred percent prepared and expecting us to do that we just basically gave you the birds and and fucking robbing the store in Luskin <laughs> as as wild I was not expecting that and I'm like there's what. <laughs> We're gonna do okay. <laughs> and the whole robbing of the store. I did not expect that, but it's like, okay. That was what it is. One of those things where what keeps as a DM, how how do you keep more powerful than normal people from just rampaging a town and stealing all the good shit? <laughs> and it's like, well, these people are gonna have magic systems and things that guard all this stuff. They aren't idiots, they may not be powerful. But someone that's got all that stuff is going to have a lot of money to back that up and keep it safe. And so it's like, what kind of traps can I put in place? God, I mean, honestly, we had a lot of, lot of really good sessions. That was one of my favorite of this whole campaign was that when you guys robbed that store in Luskin. That was going to be my statement was that was one of the more fun side things that we did, I think, was because yeah. it was just it was kind of. I don't want to say spur of the moment, but it was like, okay, how do we do this? Okay, how do we figure this out? And then, yeah. That... One of the super cool things about 
like because that was homebrew connection between that first adventure from the starter set and getting you guys to um 10 towns so that was okay you guys have a destination you're gonna stop here 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 and here and well this is what this city is what are you doing and you guys go and do stuff and then then you're like well wait a minute he's got a lot of cool shit <laughs> and you say <laughs> something I'm like oh yeah let's do this this will be fun I think the other aspect of of traveling through these towns was was Crixus's bard, yeah, um, and the singing and the 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 jokes we made about like music what was it Slayer, yep, and uh, and doing all of you know learning how to do the light show as he was performing and stuff like that was really cool like that was that was a great character set up I honestly think. i imagine that that is probably something that pulls people to the belching dragon is crixus when crixus plays on nights that the belching dragon's packed because people know what he does and he's only getting better at it as he's practicing mm -hmm. he tells entire stories and uh, stuff with his music and magic well and he's journey through yathrin was um didn't give many opportunities yeah. But I wish I could go back to a couple episodes and like when we had a break or something like that, just have another quick song because I really did. I enjoy that part of it and it did kind of create the lore of Crixus a little bit more yeah. um, as kind of the consistent character through this whole thing. I wish he had more opportunities to really like endear himself to the viewers. I was going to say congratulations on having the one character that made it all the way through. <laughs> I mean, granted, Jeff's was by choice, but it was a logical choice for his character. Um, yeah. what, Jeff, I love that, that you that you brought that to the table, and then I was reading the adventure, and I'm like, oh, there's an opportunity to buy a bar here. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we may, like, it crossed my mind. I'm like, that doc may just go, nope, here, I'm good. <laughs> This is my dream. Yeah, yeah. No, Doc's uh, Doc's story. You know, I mean, he was just trying to get away. And actually, uh, if there's some follow up on Doc's story, yeah. what Doc would probably oh. do is kind of change. Like, maybe he'd stop being called Doc. Well, uh, I don't know if he would or not, but he'd send back the the breastplate and the short sword and anything else that was connected with him with a note that basically said he died all the way back so nobody tries to come find him anymore and it's like here's all the stuff you know we're, we're we're square we're settled and i don't exist anymore kind of a thing and uh yeah and he'd basically be happy just you know bar at night and go fishing with the you know going for those uh what knucklehead trout during the day oh yeah yeah now and, uh, the water's uh, frozen as well. Do do a little scrimshaw on the side, just for not for you know not necessarily for profit, but just for for something to do. Um, so yeah. Doc and his horn going fishing in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Doug kind of said in, with Eliana that he kind of go wherever he's needed my thought would be that he'd be one of the ones that helps her start up the franchise backed by acquisitions incorporated in neverwinter so yeah the, that that adventurer's hub that ellie would eventually come back to him and say hey listen uh, um this is what i was talking about we're setting this up backed by acquisitions incorporated we're creating an adventurer's 
bar slash pub where people can come and find adventures, find work to do and uh, dangerous work or work for only the best adventures. Doug, yeah, Doug would be the person that would, um, he would pick and choose what he deemed to be, I don't want to say worthy of his work, but because mm-hmm. he has a specific goal set in mind to avenge and, you know, help those who are less fortunate and to take on those bigger needs for somebody. You know, mm-hmm. the ones that are gold related or the ones that are, you know, that are, you know, oh, there's a monster over here that needs to be killed because it's terrorizing these people. Like those ones he would probably leave to other people. He would be going after the ones to where, you know, this this uh, duke of this land, you know, is terrorizing the people that live in his in his area. Mm-hmm. You know, those mm-hmm. are the rights that he would go and, and fix. Yeah. So, and I imagine that you and Ellie kind of, Doug and Ellie fell into a pattern where she'd get a batch of like things that needed to be done, quests that needed to be completed, and she'd hand it over to Doug, and Doug would just file through it. Yeah. Nope. Like, nope, nope. This one's nope, for me. Those nope. for other people. Yep. This one's for me. Those for other people. Yeah. Nope. Um, nah, this guy's fucked. Yep. Nope. 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 Yep. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Let's see. Ellie would open up that franchise, as you all know. Uh, Franchisey. There, there is, uh, she has, uh, where, where am I? Let me find her. Um, see if she has anything. Um, Yeah, there's a couple of things she hangs up in that bar. Um, her her set of armor, first of all, is hung up on one wall. Um, she has a, a, a there's a uh, necklace that once looked like it hold held several beads. Um, that is hanging on a hook by the door to the kitchen. Um, and then. Just inside the front door, there's a, like, shepherd's hook off the wall and a lantern that continually glows green. Because if you look carefully every once in a while, you'll notice a little chewinger or two running around. (laughs) I like like to think that every so often they run out of silverware and they have to figure out where the chewing is hiding it and then go get it all again and then it slowly disappears. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, uh, Jacob still has the Dragon Slayer longsword that he'd returned. Um, so yeah, that would be hung on the wall, and we should start writing, honestly, writing all these things down. Yeah, the Dragon Slayer longsword. I don't know if Crixus would keep his shield and axe that he had acquired, the Bulwark Smasher, and that stuff. Or, um, part Where of is the... the Bulwark Smasher. Do I do I have? That? I think. I think you have it. I don't know. Um, I have the bulwark breaker, the shield, and the yeah. Icon. The uh, I'm gonna keep that. Doc might have the other one. There, there is an understanding uh, with it that anything donated to the walls of the pub by adventurers, they can come back and grab it at any time. 
Um, like there are enchantments that keep it stuck to the wall that don't allow other people to take it off the wall. Only the owner can. That, and at know, any that... point in time that they need that stuff, they can come back and get it and go out on their adventure. It's almost almost like a showy locker room. <laughs> that brings to mind like a very funny visual of you know a busy full bar. People are having serving drinks, and some dude just comes hustling into the bar. Rips the sword off the wall, goes running right back out. It's been everybody's like, everybody's like, why did that person just steal something, and why is nobody, why does nobody in the bar care? Yeah. And it's like, well, because it's his. Yeah, and it, it starts, it starts it'd in like, like, yeah. It'd be like a like Doc's just kind of grump, grumpy, like oh, God, muttering under his breath, comes in, grabs his axe off the wall, goes muttering back out, like I'm gonna teach these fuckers. It's amazing. That is yeah. amazing. And I, I could see like a, a little kid, like there's a family and they're eating or something, and someone comes running, like Doc comes running and grabs sacks off the wall. Little kid's walking over to this sword, and he keeps trying to grab it, but his hand stops every time he tries to grab it. He's like, "What?" <laughs> uh huh. <clears throat> yeah, that's. I like that. So the franchise is set up in Neverwinter. Um, so the... Jacob goes. Our Lonelywood is great. Jacob does. So Jacob would go go back to Eberron, he, uh, whatever method is found. But uh, you know, initially when he when he was first uh, hanging out with Ellie, um, definitely treating the whole thing as a uh, business and customer relationship, not wanting to do anything but spending more time with this crew. He kind of, you know, kind of became friends. Kind of, uh, so there's a possibility that he would explore with, uh, you know, and I think there was some attraction with ellie but it was kind of like i'm i'm not supposed to fraternize with the clients kind of thing mm -hmm. at first and so uh yeah he would definitely have obligations with his his house back on eberron but mm -hmm. anytime he could he'd come back and and uh run a run a mini adventure or at least hang out with them for a while it was very much a go, um going you, back oh, sorry eberron was a for ellie and jacob it was like the whole time as the whole introduction of feelings for each other was kind of happened at the moment where they just both said, fuck this, I'm going to spell myself and let, let all this out was like a day or two before Jacob had to leave. And Jacob being on the sword coast and on this plane is very much, I imagine like a, um, Will Turner, Elizabeth Swan thing where he constantly is, whenever he can can comes back and they spend a weekend or a week together and then he's got to go back to deal with stuff for his house in Eberron. Mm. So it's a little sad but it's a little beautiful at the same time would he go back to grub, grub hubbing for for uh extra yeah <laughs> yeah i have now one can make a flight like delivery one loose end that you'd like to tie up. What is that? And probably I need your memory on this one, Genius. Where did we leave the dogs? Oh. It's been about a year since we were oh, reunited we, with our dogs. We left them out. We left them outside the front of that cave when we went in. Cause we didn't take them like where there was I think there was a waterfall coming down the glacier. We mm -hmm. had basically built them a little pen so they wouldn't stray and I'm guessing Ellie would have seen them when she came in. So it was Ellie, like Ellie. a year of our time, but it was only like a few days. Yeah. Do you ever go but... looking for them? 
Would Crixus well, have gone looking for him? So I imagine once we get on that blimp, the the first the first job we do is go find the dogs. Okay. Um, and then we get bring the dogs back. There is a um Charles Barkley and Bob Barker. <laughs> um as when you crest the like hill and you actually see where you guys had left them, uh there is tracks away from the pen that you created they got out of the pen they found a um uh you're able to track them fairly easy they they basically set up shopping in the nearby little wooded area uh did some hunting there and did their own grub hunting. hubbing <laughs> yeah they did their own grub hubbing in the in the little wooded area so if they if you guys landed the ship there um it, the dogs was, have made a little town. They've set up a. They're, they're now running an antique shop. I would belching puppy. I would assume. I would assume that Prince would go with with Ellie, knowing that mm-hmm. Aranon is. I mean, unless it had a weird connection with with Doug, but I would that assume right that back be kind of amazing. What's that? All the dogs on the ship, yeah. <laughs> along with all the automatons, and you hear <laughs> Omen swearing because he stepped on stepped in dog shit on the deck of the ship at one point. <laughs> automatons weren't quick enough. There was one of them walked over and he opened his spigot and dumped a bunch of whatever was inside him on the deck and then started mopping it up. <laughs> like, he's the, like he's the cleaning automaton. It's like that's like Clorox or something inside his back. <laughs> He's full of sawdust. <laughs> full of sawdust. <laughs> yep. Oh. Um, yeah, you go back and find the dogs. Yeah, they'd be around. Uh, probably at the Belching Dragon and Lonely, what they wouldn't be so keen on being in the big city. Except maybe Prince. Prince probably stayed with Ellie. I, I think Prince just straight up became Ellie's dog. And um, yeah, he, he probably lays on the floor of the bar. <laughs> And I would Quite assume hurt. that the dogs would kind of, uh, you know, dogs kind of sense sadness. And I think Prince would probably understand that Aranon did not come back. Yeah. And so he would stay with his, because the other one was his sister, right? Yeah. Prince, yeah. Princess. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Elkin wants then... to know what about the professor? What about the professor? Uh, oh, what... I covered that. I, I I put a little show title out there. Uh, story time with Professor Scant is also popular at the bar. Oh, so so in, in Lonely Wood, or did he make the trek to Neverwinter with the rest of them? I'm not sure. It seems like maybe he could he could have a prominent position in the bar as like a talking head from Futurama. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, he sits in the bar. Um, honestly, there's a little bucket in front of him too, and if you uh, if you throw a gold coin in the bucket, he'll roast you. <laughs> which, tends, which tends to be a, a fun thing because the roasts are very kind of dry humor and uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, very straight laced. There isn't any real swearing yeah. in it or anything. <laughs> It's like a very intellectual, uh, like, am I, I'm, I'm supposed to be insulted, but I don't understand half of what you're saying sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. For for two gold, he'll actually battle you. 
<laughs> like he'll like you go back and forth, like try to roast, and whoever has the best, whoever makes the other person give up, or whoever can't think of a better comeback. For yeah. for ten gold, you can rent him to go bowling with. <laughs> he creates the sport of bowling and on the yeah. Sword Coast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take some wood. Oh, who else was I, out there? Who else? I, I picture Scant. You know how they have like those yard globes that sit on like a pedestal. Oh yeah. Yep. I picture, I picture him sitting on a yard pedestal at the end of the bar. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking too. Or you get one of those fountains where there's the, the globe on it and the globe starts spinning when the water runs over it and get them all dizzy. So would, <laughs> would, that, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of that town, that, that first winter town where we actually found out about the ice queen. Like, yeah, um, like that would have thawed out then. Yeah, that would have become a more all prosperous. Of, like the the whole region yeah. became. Now it didn't get very warm um, during the summer because you were very far in the north, but warm enough that. The like, snow didn't hang around for a little while. Like the grass peaked through for a little bit. For like maybe they would like have been able to start fishing again, and they would have been yep. able to leave their houses and. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and Professor Scant, one of the stories he tells, he tells the story of you guys if people ask him to, um, and he pays attention to Crixus as Crixus is playing and uses Crixus's embellishments, um. I'm just trying to solidify the story, the tale, even if it is a little um, just tweaked to make you guys look even just that much cooler. Uh, he, he's not against you in any means of doing that. Um, I was going to say something specific and I forget what it was now. Damn it. Uh, I forget. I'm old. I, I <laughs> My memory doesn't work sometimes. And then other times I connect really weird shit together. All right. So uh, should we uh, discuss what's coming up? Uh, yeah. What's, what's next for us? Because we're uh, coming to well, the end of our time. Would you like to set that up? Because, I mean, Mr. DM. <laughs> DM Norm. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a series of... Basically, they are one shots that I'm going to be dragging out into a longer, not, I shouldn't say a longer s story, but uh, basically connected one shots. Um, yeah. We did one, oh, probably about three months ago, huh? That was in summer when yeah, James was Axon, gone. Axon ran. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to, you know, Genius will obviously be rolling a level two character, unless he has one already set or wants to use one that he... <laughs> I always have level two characters. I absolutely 100% want to keep up with Axe. I had like Axe and Rand, like the the dwarven, the dwarven buddies that uh, Dad had famous fathers is just such a cool idea. I never forget that Ryan said that. I'm like, oh, I love that. Yep. Yeah. And I was gonna say, if you guys wanted to roll new ones, you could just to start fresh, or you can continue. If I want to talk to you, um, I have an idea. I think that would be really actually kind of fun and funny. I, I haven't watched I haven't watched that show, so I'll have to do I'll have to watch that in the next week to to yeah. get in and uh, 
build into it, but yeah. Are we going to pick up with that next week then, Norm? Are you going to be ready to go next week for that? I, sh I should be. Uh, okay, cool. Next. So we have a wedding on Saturday. It's in town. We have some friends staying with us, but that should be fine. Um, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't be here. Okay. But, okay. But, if, uh, but also, if you, if you can't make it, we've got uh, the the one that the uh, John just started. Yes. Yeah. yeah we'll so it's, so we can we can probably go either way for yeah, you. So why don't you kind of half prepare for that, John, just in case? Because okay. I'm not sure what uh, Stacy will. What your thing will be. Yeah. Just she... uh, a comment the week after that. So next week is daylight savings. Yeah. So accurate. That mine. Accurate. And then the week after that is uh, I'm going to be in Las Vegas, so I will not be available Attaboy. on the 13th. So what I'll do then is I'll I'll set up uh, just a small map, kind of like what I did with Cooch and Genius. Um, I'll just set up that a, one. a one map. Thing that I was gonna say, what? It, oh, we completed the horror game, <laughs> the yep. game without cooks. Um, yeah. I could do. I mean, if you want to focus on prepping for your larger game, do that. I'll. I can run a one shot for you and Genius again. That'll sure. be more of a one shot, one shot for yeah, the thirteenth. Then, so next week, what we will do is we will. It will either be Norm running his new longer the extended game now what we'll what we'll call the extended game yep um so or see it that... will be me doing a one shot for to, continuing the um well what's the name of sunless citadel with, with ryan and jeff yeah that works and we'll i mean obviously we talk throughout the week and so we'll we'll get it figured out um, if you have any questions, genius, let me know. And then for John and Ryan, um, I don't remember how much gold I'd have to go back and look how much gold you guys have. But if there are things you want to upgrade or buy because you're back at town, you know, obviously between each between each story, you'll have the option if you have enough gold or if you have, you know, the opportunity, you'll be able to you know, trade stuff in, or, buy stuff or whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll try to watch the show tomorrow, so I'll be ready for like the whole week. But are they in? Is it set in the Forgotten Realms or is it? I believe so. Is that what you were saying? Because we we said it. Yeah, because we started that whole thing with uh, the Belching Dragon and yeah. Neverwinter. Yep. So it's in the Neverwinter Wood okay. is where we have been. I assume. I imagine there's going to be a lot in the Neverwinter Wood. I mean, that witch is still there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> this. yeah I'll, I'll, just... I'll have to go back and watch myself because it's been... <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I said. It's been, well, it's been, like I said, it's been three months. Go back and look at it and uh, look at the map around Neverwinter. Find a Sword Coast map, look at the map around Neverwinter and just determine where this fiefdom is or whatever this kingdom is that we are... I mean, they're you guys are dwarves, right? If I'm yep. remembering, I mean, there's yep. uh, like you could be coming from, you could be from like the Mithril Hall area if this is post, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, post the Drist stories and things where they they uh, found that. Or there's, I think there's a couple other dwarven strongholds. If you want to be from something a little smaller than that, there's one for, there's a dwarven stronghold near um, near uh, Ten Downs. Oh yeah, it was on the way. They they we saw that they probably didn't want us to come visit. Yeah. Um 
I, w I was thinking, and I know we're still on the stream, and but I was thinking, how funny would it be if Jeff made one of either you or my little sister, Ryan, coming after us, <laughs> taking along? What are you guys doing? Like, I would love to do something like that. Would that just sounds funny to me? Yeah, one of those like you went on an adventure and she followed and you didn't know she was there until you <laughs> thought she was a monster and it was like, no, no, don't kill me. Yep. Hey, talk about genius's character for the. Yeah, I, I just mentioned that maybe maybe he could be like one of our little sisters just following us and we didn't know she was there. Like she was there the whole time. She's the reason uh, the little girl was safe by the horses. She kept her company. <laughs> Kept her company during that time, kept her from running off, something like that. Just an yeah, idea. I'll watch it. I'll, uh, I'll watch and see. I don't know if, if you guys are dwarves, if it makes sense to have all dwarves, or if oh, it yeah. would uh, make sense to mix it up. I don't know. I don't know the story. I am a big fan of, like, and I, part of me wants to do a game with all bards. There's part of me that would love to do all thieves. <laughs> I will. I, I will put a plug in for. Uh, we did. We did that. We. Uh, someone was going to be missing, so we did an all like a basically an evil campaign that's all rogues with our Wednesday night crew, and it was interesting because everybody did like a multi class, and it, so it was like rogue druid, rogue cleric, rogue. You know, so it was very interesting to see all the different takes of basically saying you're all thieves. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it was fun. That would be fun. Yeah, so something like that would be uh, really interesting. I did not. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, I'll, I will have to think about uh, some additional items or something like that and talk about it as we get into is, the uh, Dwarven campaign. Yeah, is there a good spot, John, for like items like a shop? Like, is there a like pre-made shop lists out there for different levels and for costs and um if you open like if you just go in i mean typically the way fifth the fifth edition was designed was to not have any magical items available for purchase like magic shops don't exist um because magic items are very very rare it prevented players from going and selling off like super rare items and getting a ton of gold uh, so the way they kind of designed it is that 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 doesn't happen. Um, based on previous editions, I have spreadsheets that have costs based on the rarity. Not a spreadsheet, it's a little list um, I, that I can share with you. Uh, other than that, if you just go into the equipment section of the player's handbook, like if you go on D&D Beyond and go to um, sources and find the player's Magical handbook. Magical items. Yeah. And you go to chapter five is equipment and just look at that. That's got a bunch of tables in it for um, armor and uh, goes through explanation of coinage, but like all your basic armors listed there, including shields and the different styles and how much it costs. Um, then you yeah, can go you're looking weapons, for, um, simple weapons. And items, weapons. Check out the DMs guide. There's uh magical items and, the, and kind of the relative costs but they're very wide ranges uh for costs yeah and, and magical items will not be i'm not gonna say or i'm gonna say magical items are not purchasable unless you know maybe i'll change that up but 
I mean, you're level two, so. Yeah, I mean, it's something where you say magic, magical items aren't purchasable, and then that gives you all the magical items to use as loot, which is really right. cool. Or... And then just remember, like, that they go, like, every four levels is a rarity level. So one through four should be, like, uncommon, common rarity. Four to eight is rare. Eight to twelve is um, very rare. And 12 to 16. Oh, wait, no. 1 to 4 is not common. Common and uncommon. 4 to 8 is uncommon, rare, very rare, and legendary. Yeah, and you can always do, like, if you want the party to have the opportunity to get something, there are other adventurers out there that do want to sell things. They're just, you know, not a place that's just like, oh, I'm a hall of selling magic. It's just like, yeah. hey, I hear you guys have some coin. I've got something that you might want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know or if we you know if we might come to you and say man it'd be really cool if we had a something you know and then a fun thing to do is you introduce an npc that is like here i got this dagger for you you gotta buy it from me though it's 50 gold it's a really great dagger and then it's actually a cursed dagger and the thing that transfers the curse is the selling of the weapon <laughs> You have to. Someone has to buy it willingly. Someone has to buy it willingly from you, <laughs> and then That's put fun. whatever freaking curse you want to <laughs> be something dumb. Like it's uh, it always swings at disadvantage, or um, every morning you need to make a wisdom saving throw to not poke your eye out because it's a dagger of um, Grumsh or something like that. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Grumsh is a orc god that yeah. uh, his. He's called the one, Grumsh the one, one eye. eye. Yeah, Grumsh one eye, and followers of Grumsh actually take their own eye out. And Jeff's character in my homebrew campaign had to make. It, they came across the statue of Grumsh, and he was a half orc, so he had to make wisdom saves to not take his eye out, as he was being influenced yeah. by this orcish god in the swamp. I think fun. it's good that the rest of the party was there, because I don't know. Yeah. I think with enough rolls, I would not have been able to stop. I think if the party wasn't there and you were there by yourself, you would have just done it. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I think that. Yeah. So, yeah, you can wow. do. If you start looking at the different gods and the different items, like, there's a lot of ideas out there that you can just. Anytime I feel like I need some inspiration, I just start paging through that stuff and looking at it because there's some really good shit out there. Nice. And there's a lot of homebrew stuff. I mean, literally, there's thousands and thousands of players that just want stuff that doesn't exist and they make it and there's nothing saying you can't just straight up create something too mm -hmm. or take something from a movie or a book or whatever mm -hmm. and adapt it to the story that's what i like about the D, D beyond you can create your own weapon and give it its own stuff and actually yeah. have it in your inventory which Fun is what I, which is what i did with that dagger that you found last that first session mm -hmm. Well, and fun things like uh, something that I'm starting to pick up on that it's it's fun when the weapons or shields have a proper name. Um, I know there's a bit of uh, the the bulwark blocker <laughs> that Ryan kind of leaned into uh, with that and the stuff like that. Like if it can get even more fun if you make them like sentient weapons and stuff. <laughs> sentient weapon that doesn't always listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you got you got to make a charisma roll to get your weapon to attack for you at normal. Otherwise, it's at disadvantage. Like that. Uh, what was that? That's, it was a, the sword in Roger Rabbit, where it was like just kind of floppy. It wasn't working, uh -huh. and you had to like. Oh, that was that in my homebrew campaign that I had the mace with the um, inferiority complex. <laughs> oh no, that was Rick's uh, campaign. I think that was yeah, it was not. Yeah, I remember Rick's you talking campaign, about he it. He gave me he gave me a hammer that had an inferiority complex that was sentient hammer that was like hated itself and thought it was a piece of shit because it was old and rusty. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that was like uh, Scott in his campaign that he's running. He had these. I think they were armlets or something like that or gloves, but they would wake up every morning and like either. They would be inspirational, or they would be like, "You're you're terrible." <laughs> yeah, you like you can do it, or lazy. Go back to bed. <laughs> what are you even awesome. doing today? Just all right. Just jump off a cliff. Nope, not that side of the bed. Get out on the right side of the bed. <laughs> all right. Well, before you go, before you go into the outro, uh, I wrote this last week, not not knowing when it was going to matter, but. Uh, Everyone raise up your mug for Ellie, Crixus, Jacob, and Doug, and Doc at the bar, Aranon from afar, to DBD, to TBD, we cheer and we chug. Hell yeah. Nice. That, nice work, genius. That was an adventure, and I can't wait to get on more of these. This has been amazing, and we have something that has came out of this initial adventure it's just fucking cool. I love yep. this, guys. <laughs> I'm yep. going to love building this out between all of us. Yeah. So Agreed. Cool. A lot to explore. And with that, we are done for today. We are Two Nerds, One Quest. Thank you all for joining us for this final session of this campaign. Uh, we look forward to entertaining you more as time goes on. Uh, join us Sunday mornings, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Next week is a time change. Be sure to change your clocks. Mm -hmm. uh, 8.30 a.m. Regardless of... Uh, <laughs> regardless of... Uh, the time daylight change. savings. Yeah, daylight savings. Or how late we just got to stay out Saturday night. Yep. Yeah. Or how hung over people are. Uh, so we shall be back next week. Uh, join us. Twitch.tv uh, forward slash TomMNorm. T-O-M-M-N-O-R-M. Uh, support us by letting other people know of the podcast, of the show. Uh, podcast drops for free Monday mornings, usually around 7.30 a.m. Central Time. I think with new stuff going forward, I'm going to bump that back to give the patrons more of a bonus. Uh, so patrons get it the same day that we do this. Uh, usually by noon Central Time, the podcast for the patrons with all of the pre- and post-show content is available. Uh so I think I am going to start doing that, uh, releasing the podcast for free on Wednesdays versus Mondays. Uh, it just gives the patrons a little bit more of a of a bonus. Um, that early content. Uh, yeah. Follow us wherever wherever you want. We have a Discord, uh, bit.ly forward slash our fun Discord. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Tom M. Norm or forward slash good lord. Forward slash two nerds one quest. Uh, yeah. With that being said, and send us questions in the Discord if there's loose ends we didn't remember that uh, oh, that yeah. uh, we didn't didn't wrap up because we'd love yeah. to we'd love to flesh out this world if there's things that you want to know. 
Great point. Yeah. yeah, we would love to hear from you in the Discord uh, or or wherever it is you can get a hold of us. Let us know what you thought of the the sessions and the campaign. Let us know you know things that you like, things that you didn't like, things that we can do better. So for me, All right. for genius, for Crixus who did survive, <laughs> and for the ever fun loving and great storytelling DMJC, we are two nerds on quest. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week. Peace. You, buddy.